The Locals Only Podcast with Gavin Glass, bringing you the best new Irish talent every week from Radio Nova and Nova.ie. Yeah, it's Locals Only, the place where you get the brightest, the bold, the brave and the beautiful of what is going on out there in the Irish music scene. And I'm joined by the lads from Crazy Crow. The lads are here with me and uh, we're going to be talking about this album and... Uh, they have a couple of gigs coming up. Lads, you are very welcome. I have on guitar, the wonderful Jerry Guitar Hendrix, Dennis Dorn on vocals and harp, Paul Byrne on bass vocals, uh, Paul Monolith, uh, bass god Byrne, by the way, and Jeff Kirk on drums. Lads, how are we doing? Thank you for being here with me. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Um, tell me a little bit about this record. You recorded it with... Uh, the wonderful Al Cowan. We did Al down in Sonic, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Al gave me my first ever start in the uh, him and Paul Thomas in the studio business. So I owe a big gratitude of debt to him. Yeah, he's a great guy, and it's so easy to work with. Like, yeah, you know, that's the important thing. And and then you get the, so much done. Yes, and uh, and so little time. You know, it's great. Whenever I always found when I used to work for Al, he was just was an amazing, calming experience with bands, particularly younger bands who be coming in that have that kind of, you know, red light fever. Al was just, just this brilliant calming. Yeah. calming he always presence. has great stories and little stories. Yeah, and, you know, yeah. Funny, too, funny. I love him. How did this band get together, though? Because I know all your names from, from being session heads over the years and being in and out of JJ's and seeing you guys playing from afar. How did this kind of... Because, you, you know, it's a little bit of a super group, if... Uh, if, if that well, thanks very much. It, well you know <laughs> some serious gunslingers on this <laughs> I kind of disappeared off that scene you know the scene as it were for a while yeah and the boys had been still playing but I knew I, remember, I knew Jerry and Paul from the old days in the business when we all had our various uh, periods in the business yeah you know what I mean and what dragged you back into it Dennis it's like a the mafia call, a phone really? call from Paul yeah uh, I wasn't doing anything and uh didn't know what I was going to be doing, to be honest with you. Uh, I had done all the corporate scene and stuff yeah. like that, and uh, and that band just folded, and I was I wasn't doing anything. And then phone rang one day, and it was Paul. Would you like to get your soul dry cleaned? Oh uh, well, <laughs> yeah, you could say that. I think they were a bit. Uh, they were wondering what I'd be looking like after all these years, but apparently I looked all right. And how was it when he's got into the room? I mean, like, I just heard you sound checking and it was like, holy Jesus, that is like... Well, it worked. One of the first things I think we all said when when I uh, got on board, I said, look, lads, it'd be great, but we'll, let's start writing. And, and the, the boys had been writing anyway from before, but I was always writing as well, you know. And is the writing process, it is everybody, I mean, Jerry, you're obviously getting stuck in in that in a, in, in a big way. I know you write and you do your own... Pro- you, uh, yeah, we were, you, yeah, we were all sort of... Uh, myself and Paul had been working together and, and Jeff, and we, we, we talked about um, basically getting in and trying to write some stuff and and it didn't really come together until Dennis came in because with the, what we were really lacking was lyrical content and imagination yeah. in that area. So when I, I had ideas for basic ideas for songs but then I'd just give Dennis the idea and he'd rumour it and he'd ring me back the following day and say listen I have this lyric sheet what do you think it is and yeah. you know, it really was effortless really and I, it's something I, I really yeah. thought the lyrics were really really strong particularly really strong. crack out I mean, that refrain of you know it's 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 heavy heavy subject you're tackling there and yeah Jerry yeah, was sold the initial seed for that he had been to Auschwitz and Birkenau and I had and I just fed off his initial kind of inspiration for it. Yeah. And then I kind of like to bring a, um, 
a spiritual element to it as well. I don't mean that now in any religious way, you know, but... Praise his name here today. Yeah, We're going to have church here and Praise the Lord send the money. Oh, oh, <laughs> but, I, I might uh, be in trouble for that, actually. So, uh, sure, look. And uh, the, the... So that's the way we, 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 we write some songs together. Jerry will give me a lyric. And even Paul, you know, Paul is good at that as well. He give me... And Jeff gave me a lyric recently about his, his dad who passed away. And... Uh, he gave me some lyrics, and we're going to. Uh, we have a song in the in the in the oven there. Ah, you know great, what I mean? great. Well, listen, will you give us a live song? We need to talk about these gigs first, though. Um, you guys, the reason why I'm rushing you is not because I would stay here and listen and talk to you all evening, but um, I have Paul Cleary coming up. I've Inside a Wave coming up, but also these guys are literally they've. A, a uh, sixteen-wheeler tour bus outside, waiting for them to bring them to the Brian Baru <laughs> out in Holt, where they'll be playing tonight. If you want to get no, some... that's in Glasnevin. Oh, Glasnevin! I, Glass I, I, I beg your pardon. Up there at the Cross Guns Bridge. And what time he's plugging well, in? We, at? we 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 set up before we come down here because we want to be prepared. So ah, we'll great. be probably kicking off a later. Depends on how, when we get there, but about eight o'clock. Eight o'clock. Great. Well, you're also playing in the Eastside Tavern. We're going to wet the baby's head. Moving on, Crazy Crow, the debut album. Um, when is that happening? That's on Wednesday. On Wednesday. On Wednesday. Evening. The and 17th of October. And if anybody wants to text into the show, 87 I'll be giving away a pair of tickets. Plus, I've also got a load of albums here for you to give away. So do get in touch on that. Um, you're going to give me a live song before you go? Yep. What are you going to play? Are we going to do... Uh, okay, yeah. Good to be wrong. Good to be wrong. Little bluesy number, so... Ladies and gentlemen, this is Crazy Crow. It is Radio Nova.
what people want to hear Wear that silly grin Very soon your sorry story Starts wearing thin I know you want to be right Super Soul Sunday here at Radio Nova. That is the sound of Crazy Crow, who are down in the Eastside Tavern this Wednesday night, releasing their. Um, well, I don't. You know, I didn't think any kid was going to save the blues. You know, it's going to take a bunch of elfless to do it. And you know, <laughs> hail, hail, Crazy Crow. Ask me that soon, <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for being here, lads. And I think you know what? It's. I just. I love hearing a band of players like that. It's just. It's, it's just good for the soul. Uh, Wednesday in the east side, and they're going to be over in the Brian Brew in Glasnevin in about an hour. Uh, and they're having happy hour over there, where it's two for one. Just tell them uh, Gavin Nova said that. Okay, listen, I've got Paul... Bli- uh, thank you so much. Yeah, keep uh, keep making those music and writing the tunes. Locals only. With Gavin Glass, bringing you the best new Irish talent every week. Radio Nova. Paul Cleary from The Blades, how are you? I'm good, Gavin, yeah. Was it about a year was the last time you were with me? Yeah, it was around this time last year and uh, again we were playing the Academy, which we will be doing uh, this year and it's Saturday the 15th. we got to get that Santa money in. <coughs> oh yeah, in December and it's a great night because the last time it was a weekday. So there's still room for a few more, but this time I think it's going to be fairly full. So uh, you get tickets to Ticketmaster. But I mean, I do want to promote the gig as much as I can because we don't do that many now. It's very important for me and, okay. and the band. Well, we'll talk you all know? about the gig. Yeah. Don't worry about that. I want to get, you know, I want the real shit, Paul. Oh, you yeah. Know, okay. The new single. Like, where are these tunes coming from? Like, I, I'm hearing Bacharach. I'm hearing, like, Costello. Like, yeah. There's a lot of expensive chords in that tune. <laughs> a couple of... Uh, a couple of minor sevens, let's say. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, well, look, I love Bort Backrack anyway. I mean, yeah. you know, uh, my dad had a lot of Dion Warwick records. Uh, I liked Elvis Costello from from the day, he from when I first heard him. Yeah. In fact, I remember I was doing a, a programme recently about some of my favourite songs and I picked No Action by Elvis Costello because it was the first track from this year's model. Yeah. <clears throat> that was the second album. Now, myself and my brother, Larry, who, who died this year, um, we we were big fans of Costello, and yeah, he's one of the reasons that I really, didn't know Larry. Pa- I'm he, so he did, sorry. Yeah, oh. yeah, he passed away. Uh, he was only sixty years of so age. So sorry, man. Yeah, yeah. God. Um, I look, I loved Larry, and I loved him, and he was he was my big brother, and I always looked up to him. And he's you know he's as much part of the story as oh, the Blades. Look, he was. As we were we co-founded the band. There's no. I mean, 
uh, people think it's my band and in a, in a way, you know, I'm the last survivor You're from... You're the Ray Davis of the brothers. From the Ring's End. Yeah. Uh, Blades. And therefore, I'm still carrying the torch as such, although Brian and Jake have been there now since 1981 or two, I think, you know. Yeah. But um, no, Larry, myself and Larry started the band, really, and then Pat Larkin and drums came along. But I remember Crazy sp- Pat Larkin, if you're out there listening to me, oh, how are you, buddy? Yeah. yeah absolute headbanger. <laughs> ah, he's great. I love him. I but love we him. went to see Elvis Costello, would you believe, in the old Stella Cinema, which has now been reopened in Ratmines. And we, got, we went up to Sally Mount Green, drank a nag and a vodka there. We were old enough, I think we were 19 or 20. And uh, got to number 18, if I remember, up to uh, Rap Mines. And went to see Elvis Costello and he opened up with uh, with that song, No Action. And that was the first time, that was the first time he had played the songs from this year's model. I was a real, wow, uh, yeah. you know. Anyway, so he's always been a big influence on me. And Have you, you heard the new record? The new uh, he brought a record. No, I believe it's Friday. very good. I it's, it's very good. good. Some say it's his best. Ah, ever. Look, he's a great songwriter. Yeah. Uh, so I was always into him from 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 uh, those early days. So if you hear some, I mean, in fact, our first demo we did in nineteen seventy eight in, in Lombard Studios here in Dublin as well. He, uh, uh, you could hear his influence on my vocals even then. In fact, more so than I think, till I developed my own voice, if you like. You yeah, know? I mean, you guys always had the, you know, the lazy U2 comparison and mm. all that, but the amount of times I've been in a taxi drive, er, I've been in a taxi ride home from a night out of, or from a gig or whatever, and people might know me from the radio station, and mm. they always, you know, say, you play the Irish music, and I go, I do, I do, and inevitably it'll always come around to the blades yeah. they'll always say they were the band you two should have been and blah 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 yeah. and you go I, I've heard it so many times but there was that thing that you know you lads had a little bit more musicality in the chops and you know well yeah I mean the, the comparison of course is because we were around at the same time with the same age and the Baggett and, and all. with the Baggett and the Dandelion Marketing but really I think we were very different bands totally, and uh, yeah you know, I don't think, I take as a compliment when people say, I certainly don't think we were more musical. I don't know, I think we maybe had a, I, don't know, I wouldn't even say we'd more energy. We're just different type of bands. I think we were a fledgling pop band. They were a rock band, if you like. Yeah. So we were different. I mean, obviously, it's even, uh, it's a bit silly of me to say they were good at what they did, you know. Uh, yeah. They knew what they were doing. <laughs> but like, we were different bands. Uh, and so, uh, our crowd didn't really mix there was no real cross-pollination and therefore there seemed to be a rivalry but there wasn't really a rivalry between the bands I mean they were quite civil and quite nice to us really uh, they never damaged their sound you know that was the usual thing in those days where the main band would sort of tr- would ruin the support band sound so they would sound great they never did that to us they always gave us decent sound and so on but they know? do that back in the day oh yeah. they did that oh thing? yeah yeah I mean it was competitive in that sense wow. and, and in a way a little bit small minded you know and if we were the victims of it at times ourselves and when we started to have support bands I always made sure and I'd say it to the sound men give them as good a sound as they can have because I just think it's very petty and pointless yeah. it did happen but I can say no you two never did it you know never did it to us anyway you know um, but you, you were saying there about the fans and you know the cross pollination. Yeah. But you, you really have had such a loyal following, and you know the sure. academy gig was rammed, and you know like I'm sure it's going to, the next one's going to be rammed. I mean, was that something? Have you kept in touch with these people? Has there been a Blades fan base, or is there, is there some who's keeping all that going? I tell you what happened. Uh, now I was uh, very ignorant of all this. Of course, I knew we always had. Uh, Good, loyal fans. Yeah. Well, you know, I've met and I spoke, I, I spoke to at the gigs and stuff. When we revived The Blades in 2013, uh, I was told that we had to have uh, a social media profile. So I didn't know what this was. Honestly, now, I'm not, you know, yeah. I'm a bit of a Luddite anyway. 
But we're like, okay, but why is that? Well, because it's all about social media now. It's all about Facebook and those type of things. So, you know, the Blades are now on Twitter and, and Facebook. But it's only then I realised how many fans we had. And it was much easier now for the fans to talk to each other. Even fans, things to be a pattern of supporters, let's say. Yeah, the band, yeah. uh, to talk to each other and for, and for me to talk to them and so on. And that's when I realised how uh, steadfast and loyal that uh, our supporters were, you know. So that's when we played the Olympia in 2013. In fact, you know, I was a bit reluctant to take the Olympia as a venue. I thought, well, we're going to we're going to do well, yeah, right. And next thing, I got a phone call. Say, look, that's sold out, Paul. You want to do another night the night after? That's two nights, and we sold out two nights in the Olympia. Uh, and we hadn't played since. So that was from 1986. Was our last gig as the Blades Mark One to 2014. That's a lot of years in between. But that's even more of a reason, I think, to be really proud of the fact that they came along. And uh, look, I would say this, wouldn't I? But I, I think our fans are great. Our supporters, I think, they're very knowledgeable crowd. Mm. They really like the music and they're not the type of people, obviously it's self-evident who support the band because the band is successful because we're not successful, certainly internationally anyway, we're unknown. Therefore people who come and see the band see the Blades, like the Blades for their music and not because... And that connection. Not yeah. because the Blades are well known, they actually yeah. genuinely like the band themselves. So that gives me great heart, you know. Every time I go on stage <clears throat> and there's a few hundred people there to, to see the band, the Blades who are not an international act it's great. It really is great, you know. It gives me great heart, you know. Yeah. I want to play Two Dimensions from the record that came out just, well, just a little over a year ago. But you you were wor- working with Conor Brady. Um, did Conor produce the record? Oh, was no, it was Pat Dunn. Pat sort of Dunn. produced oh, yeah. it with me. Uh, Conor's been in the band. Conor joined around 1982 or three. Uh, no, sorry, 1984. After the album, around 1984, Conor joined. Right, okay. uh, and I just wanted to bolster up the sound because we'd used a couple of guitars, even though I played the guitars on the album. I wanted to be able to try and reproduce that sound again. The Chinese thing. Yeah, and yeah. so Connor, and I mean, we had lots of guitars auditions and Connor was one of the last of maybe 50 people. And, it, you know, again, it's a cliche thing to say, but the minute he, he played. Yeah, he's only he's And as importantly, though, in those days, you're going to be getting into a van and going around the country. So Connor's a lovely, sweet guy and still is. He was then and still is. Very intelligent man, but also very unassuming. Yeah. A very modest modest person and to me he's a real genius as a guitarist and he's so modest you know I couldn't agree more Locals only with Gavin Glass bringing you the best new Irish talent every week Radio Nova You are very welcome back my beautiful dreamers to Locals only with your host Gavin Glass and I'm delighted to say that I have Paul Cleary of the Blades in here with me and you know just listen even to the, the two of the newest songs um, and I'm going back to the album Paul there was always you'd always something to say in terms of a protest or you know you know a lot a lot of time when the blades were in the, the glory years mm-hmm. it was a tough time to live in Dublin and you know you came from Ring's End which you know had its own troubles in in the eighties and stuff sure um, you know when you when you look at the younger music and, and and pop music that's going on there is very little voice of dissent there's very little younger lads angry young men with guitars. You know, trying to make a point. Yeah, I well, you know, we were. Uh, I'm still proud of of uh, my air worker class roots. You know, yeah. and uh, I, I I I wanted that to be in the music, and I wanted that to be. It is. It was always going to be part of who I am and, and what I was trying to say. 
although I didn't want to be overtly political all the time, you know, I think one of the most important things in life are matters of the heart and, and love and, and lack of love and, and, and breaking up and all those type of things. So I certainly didn't want to exclude any of that stuff, which is the most important stuff in terms of songwriting, really. But also, uh, I, I did want the songs, most of the songs that I wrote to reflect who I was and where I was from. Uh, I'm not as familiar with the new stuff as I should be, I suppose. But, uh, you know, I have heard that uh, criticism that there really isn't that uh, social realism, if you like, in in a lot of music now. And that's a shame, you know, because I I think people should... Songs and music, it should be as real and as honest as it can be. And therefore, I think if you're from an area... Uh, that maybe, you know, if you weren't born with a silver spoon in your mouth, there's no shame in that and there's no harm in uh, writing songs that reflect that situation, you know. Well, look, let's play the song. It, you know, but when you listen to it, it couldn't be any more apt now, you know. Sure. 30 odd years, years later. It's. Anyway, let's play. This is Down Market. It's Paul Cleary from The Blaze. I'm delighted to say that I've, I've managed to get this man to do a live session for me. It's Nova. be choosy when there's not too many choices with the problems of a nation I'm not waiting at an airport I'm not waiting at a station I'm standing at a bus stop down market It's hard to break an old routine Everything's black and white and grey Living from day to day to day It's a fatal resignation When there's nothing left to hope for In a hopeless situation I'm not waiting at an airport I'm not waiting at a station I'm standing at a bus stop Down market Yeah, 
Stone Cold Classic Down Marcus Paul Cleary Live Would you? Where would you get it? It's on Nova um, Just thinking of that Like You know When you were talking about success And What we think is Of success And you know You probably never realised But like You know What you guys were doing Was laying the foundation You were trailblazing For the what was going to happen You know Years later With Irish rock and you probably never see it and you know don't get told that but of course you get told that well like, I do and, for, and and it's great and uh, you know uh, I want to say to the people never don't stop telling me because it does give me encouragement yeah the hairs and, on my arm Paul just oh, oh well, great like, you know, Great. so if you want to go and see this man with his trailblazing band, see how they're doing and how the arthritis is kicking in and what <laughs> have you, get down to the Olympia. What date is the gig? Paul? No, it's it's the academy. Oh, the academy, and right? it's uh, it's Saturday the fifteenth. I have in my hand a piece of paper as was it never never Chamberlain said. Anyway, I just want to make sure I have the date right because right. Uh, I got it wrong before. So it's uh, the academy Saturday the fifteenth of December, and uh, tickets are at Ticketmaster. And you know, I want as many people to get down. Some people, and, and honestly, this has happened, even at the Olympia in 2013 and, and the following year people saw us for the first time and it's great and I want to see new faces and they were like people half my age and I swear to you they said it's a great gig and, and they came to the next one too so I'm saying to anyone out there who has an interest in that type of music I'd love to see them and you know yourself Gavin the place goes wild it's, it's a yeah. great gig a Blades gig is a, it's a great atmosphere they're yeah. great people there you know the, the, the fans are as, as much a part of it as oh, the gig they are, itself definitely, you know? definitely. and it's coming up to Christmas it'd be a great night out yeah, for yeah. you know an, an L gang Paul Cleary thank you so much for being my guest you Brilliant. are Thanks a living legend me. dude Thank you. That's it for this week's Locals Only podcast. Join us next week for more. And of course, catch the show Sunday evenings from 6 on Radio Nova. The Locals Only podcast with Gavin Glass. Seriously addictive podcasting from Nova.ie and Radio Nova. Radio Nova.